Hey guys, welcome back to Sticky Sports Side. I'm Phil. And I'm Noah. This podcast contains heavy bias, bad sports takes, usually by me, occasional yelling, degeneracy, and rarely facts to back it up. Welcome to the sticky side of sports. Let's hop on this gravy train. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sticky Sports Side. I'm Noah. And I'm Phil. Phil, tell everyone about our socials. All right, socials, we have sticky underscore sport underscore side. That is our Instagram. On TikTok, we are just sticky sports side, which lately we have been lacking a little bit with our TikToks posting sports bets. We will be getting back onto that. Sorry, guys. It's been a couple crazy weekends and around the holidays, you know, trying to spend time with family and all that and get Christmas shopping done. It's been a wild time. Uh... On top of all that, we have a really great podcast for you. Noah, why don't you go over some of the topics we're doing today? All right, guys. So usually our big two are college football and the NFL. We're going to dial it back on the college football a little bit just because there's not too much going on. The Heisman just got announced. Um, We're going to be diving into the NFL like normal. Lots of games going on every single weekend. Hockey, we had a request. Um, We're going to go into that in a little bit. From Tyler. Yeah, and then we got some Champions League and Premier League analysis and some predictions from us, and then we're going to end it off with our banger with college basketball. So we're going to start in. Phil, Bryce Young winning the Heisman. How do we feel about that? I am sick and tired of the Heisman being a political – it's a political vote. Like seriously, just for college football. I I totally agree. Quarterbacks have the upper leg every year. To win that thing. And I'm tired of it. I think there's better players. I think there's more influential players. I understand the quarterback touches the ball almost every snap. I get that. But like Bryce Young to me is... I've seen Heisman winners. He's not one. Who deserved the Heisman in your mind? To me, it was either... uh, It wasn't C.J. Stroud because Ohio State lost the two biggest games they played all year. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I think... In that pit team, he did more with less talent than Bryce Young did. And I exactly. and I understand Pitt's not gonna win a national title, whatever, whatever. They won an ACC. Alabama won't either. They're gonna get smacked by the Bearcats. Well well that's all that I, all I'm saying is that Kenny Pickett did more with less. So to me, he's exactly. my Heisman. What about you? Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett's my Heisman as well. I know you were making some uh, arguments earlier about some defensive players. Aiden um, Hutchinson had a heck of a year, but so did Anderson from uh, Alabama. Yeah, and then you had Jordan Davis, who who had a monster year as well. But I think we're both in agreement that we think Pickett should have taken this. Absolutely. Alabama favoritism's always going to be there, um, probably until Saban leaves or their program just goes downhill. But uh, what what sport do you want to get into next, Phil? Uh, well, I, I really want to get into hockey just because we haven't discussed it yet. And sorry, guys, college fo- football, very brief this week, just because we have a couple no-name bowl games. That's really all we have this week uh, in the Heisman. So we're going to get into the NHL a little bit, and we're going to talk about the San Jose Sharks to start with it because we had a request, and when we have requests, we like to acknowledge those requests from people who listen to our podcast. So if you have a request... Hit us up on any socials, text us, call us, whatever you need to do. Um, so is your buddy a fan of the Sharks? Um, I believe so. Uh, this is more like he – I know him, but like my sister's more of friends with him. Um, okay. 
I believe he's a San Jose Sharks fan. Uh, they're middle of the division right now. They're a couple. They're six points off first place, but have less games played because you know how the NHL is. Everybody's played like a different amount of games, really. Yeah, the NHL season's a little bit odd at times. It, it really um, is. Um, as much as I haven't watched hockey this year, I do enjoy the sport though. I really oh, do. hockey playoff hockey is one of the most entertaining sports to watch, and I will go to the grave with that. Uh, I agree. I have not missed a Penguins playoff game for a decade, so that's a giveaway for you guys. Uh, but I think he wants just a couple of ha- how we think, a couple analysis of how we think the season's going so far, and I think the Sharks are in the thick of it. Obviously, I mean they're only six points back, a couple games out of hand from first place. I think, obviously, other contenders, you know, the Wild have had a couple really good seasons. The Predators are usually up there. Penguins and the Capitals, obviously, in the Metropolitan Division are usually there. Um, yeah. And then in the East, in the Atlantic, we have the Bruins and the Lightnings, who are always in um, contention for spots. So yeah. what do you About think? at this point, uh, at this point in the season, you can usually count about three or four teams out of playoffs. In the West there, you got the Blackhawks. Coyotes are out already. They're dog water. Oh, um, oh Blackhawks are probably out. They have 12 points. That is awful. Yeah, Jesus. that's it's terrible. And then the the new Seattle boys, um what, what are they? The Kraken. The the Kraken and they're an expansion team, so you can't shit on them too much. I Already. I can't shit on them because the Vegas Knights were insane the second they were formed. Okay, well, the Seattle Kraken are not insane. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nothing nothing good comes from Seattle. Coonley, I love you. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Coonley's from, Coon, Coonley moved to Portland. I'm sorry. Dude, you um, don't even know what city our friend moved to. Don't be embarrassed. Okay, it was, okay they're both up there, okay? <laughs> they're both it counts. up there. They're okay. both somewhere in the Northwest. That's yeah. all I know. I mean, so... I, I think Noah and I are committed to having at least a couple minutes every podcast from now on because we're, I mean, we're almost 30 games into the NHL season. I think it's time we start doing it. Um, yeah, I would be completely okay with doing that. And that's going to take some commitment because I'm going to need to start watching some more games to get into it. But uh, so far, what I think of the San Jose Sharks, they're right in there in that division. I mean, they're six points out of first place, but they've played two less games in first place. So that tells me they're right in the playoff hunt. Uh, yeah, I don't know too much about their offense, their defense. Don't know a lot about their players, but as long as you can hang around in the NHL, get a couple big wins late in the year, you're going to make it, and and anything can happen once you reach the playoffs. And I'm not sure about Noah, but I am now going to be committed to this week, figuring out statistics, figuring out players who are having great seasons, watching a few games, really digging into the NHL season. How can I be a sports podcaster? And talk about a league if I haven't really got into it. And so I, I am committed this week to figuring some stuff out about the NHL and having some analysis for you guys, okay? I'm, I'm down to dabble in some NHL. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean NHL is one of those exciting sports, especially like you said, playoff time. It's one of those scenes you just have to see. Usually every arena is packed. It's, it's a wild time. It really is. Yeah. Uh, Phil, do we want to sandwich our bread and butter here at the end, or do we want to go right into soccer and then end with our bread and butter? Um, let's go ahead and end with our bread. Uh, yeah, let's end with our bread and butter. Let's go to soccer. We have some prem stuff we have to talk about. I know for sure. Premier League, you got your top three teams like normal. Everyone else is fighting for a fourth spot. 
Which um, I mean, it's a tight. Re- I mean, it's it's as tight as it really gets for that four spot. So tight, and the the race up top's tight as well. Like every team, same amount of games played, separated by two points. Which honestly, I think, if I'm a Premier League fan, this is what I want to see. I want to see a race for first place, but then that fourth yeah. spot, which is the the last Champions League spot, I want to see another race. I want to see both races and have yeah, like I, three or four teams in both of them. Yep, the top three set the title race is going to be between City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. No, right now, who do you think wins the prem? I think Liverpool takes this. Yeah, dude, I I can't ever go against Pep. Pep Pep's got some tactics that I I I just think are mind blowing, and the team he's got, like he he could go to his third string team and be better than literally fifteen teams in the Premier League. I, I mean, agree with that. Liverpool just their attack is insane. Salah's been in form lately. He's, oh yeah, he's been killing it. Um, yeah, Salah's been in form all season, really. Um, Salah's been in form his whole life, I, pretty much. <laughs> um, I surprise team for me, and I know I'm a little bit biased, but uh, Arsenal started the season with three losses and a tie. Um, they are now in sixth place with 26 points. Ardetta has brought in some transfers. Huge for them. I I don't know if they get that fourth place spot, but I do know they're at least competitive now, which makes me happy. Oh yeah, they're they're well up there. Um, my my surprise is the team that is occupying that fourth spot, West I, Ham. I don't think anyone saw West Ham being this good this year. They're always blowing bubbles. They barely stay out of being um, relegated year after. If year. you guys have not seen the movie Green Street Hooligan, and it is literally about West Ham United. It's about their firm, which is basically gangs in England. Watch that movie. Fantastic, fantastic. You'll learn some of the chants. You'll hear every time West Ham plays at home. Literally, you'll hear it on the TV. It's incredible. I'm actually super happy for them because they have not been this competitive for a top four spot in who knows how long. So My two favorite players on that team, Michael Antonio and Mark Noble, is just one of those guys. He's a veteran leader. You, you you have to root for the he, guy. Once he's you watch a midfield him presence for sure. I I would, however, go with uh, Lanzini and Ben Rama. I love their creative uh, presence. Ben Yama and Lanzini. Lanzini, yeah, he's played for them like his whole life. Yeah, and he's he's had an up and down season, but literally, he's anytime they need a creative spark, this guy he just he pulls out of the top drawer and puts one right on the money. Mario Lanzini. Well, it's Manuel Lanzini, but that's fine. Manuel? Okay, Mario and Manuel are the same name. They're both foreign, and they start with Mar. I'm taking it. Okay. Anyways, uh, so Uh, that's kind of – by the way, Chelsea is kind of sputtering as of late. I did want to acknowledge that. That's why I think Liverpool might take that. They've been struggling lately. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, what's next on the docket? What do we got? We have a ton of shit well, today. We ton well, shit. uh, we, we wanted to touch on the champions league real quick. I just think we should, we don't have to go in depth about them, but I think we should at least give a prediction or for each matchup. For um, each first matchup, one, I first leg, we got PSG up. and real. Dude, I got to pull that up. I don't even have that. Yeah, I can, I can read if you just want to give like a quick okay. without looking at the games. Okay. Um, and uh, this is the round of 16, right? Yeah. PSG and real is the first matchup we got here. Um, I like. Real. I off the top of my head, Real PSG just isn't playing as a team with all the star power they have, and Real's like kind of rebooting themselves. They have a lot of young talent, but they also they have Tony Kroos in the midfield. 
They have Kareem Benzema, who's starting to. I mean, he's world class. So I, I think I think Real figured, and they have a better defense. I think yeah. Real figures uh, that away again through. Yeah. Um. Next, we got Sporting and Man City. Uh, that's easy, Man, Man City. Man City. Next. Um. FC Salzburg and Bayern. Bayern. Salzburg, just because my boy Brendan Aronson's a starter for that team. Let's go. Yeah, is fire. I do got to say Salzburg's been having a pretty good year out of Austria, correct? Yes, but let's be real. For them to even make the round of 16 is incredible. So great run by yeah. them. I hope they yeah, figure out I a way do. to stomp on yeah. Bayern. The next matchups, well, honestly, all the matchups are pretty good. We got Milan and Liverpool. I think Liverpool, Liverpool takes this. Next, Liverpool, just Liverpool. Yeah. Villarreal or Juve? Uh, I got to go Juve. Villarreal, he, they don't have the attack to pull this one off. Yeah, their defense is solid, but Juve will win both games. I'd say like one or two, nothing. Yeah. Um, okay, big surprise, Lille. Uh, I think Chelsea I th- plays Lille, but Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> Tuchel knows how to win Champions two. League. Did we not learn this last year? Yeah, that Lille's been a surprising team to me. They have a really solid defense. They don't give up a lot. They don't really score a lot. Too, Timothy so Weah plays for them, them and starts a lot of games. By the way, yeah. They also have Jonathan um, David, uh, who's from Canada, who's doing really, really well. Oh yeah, I know him. Um, next we got Atletico and Man United. Uh, that one's kind of interesting. Atletico's down. Man United's this year. form is freaking hit or miss. Who knows? Man, yeah, Man United's form's been good enough where I think they take this because Atletico's lost a bunch of good players. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say for this one, there's no prediction for me because I see it as like one of those math problems that ends with no solution. So <laughs> that's why neither I'm team is gonna advance past the uh, exact both of them are going to be eliminated calling it yeah and then benfica versus ajax is last one benfica oh ajax dude ajax has been ajax has been on a tear man i yeah sebastian holler might be one of the best young players oh yeah 100 percent guys uh guys a striker out now he gets the job done for sure um and if you had a prediction on your two finalists i don't know how it works but if you had to say your two best teams Oh, out of those sixteen, I, I think um, I think this year it's going to be Man City and Bayern. Okay, that was going to be my prediction as well, actually. So okay, well there there is our little Champions League blurb for everybody. Wh- what we got next? Okay. Let's get in. Uh, let's get in college basketball. We'll end with the NFL. We'll end with the footballs. Okay, uh, college basketball. Uh, Purdue. Purdue. Dude, no. I'm starting to think I'm a freaking jinx. And I mean, you are like every, every time, time I go there's out a team on a of destiny, they lose. Yeah, every well, okay, fuck you. Uh, no, <laughs> no, okay. First of all, I'm not going to get into call. I'm not going to get back into college football quite yet. I'll do that around the NFL time. But Bearcats still have a chance. They're a team of destiny. Leave them alone. Um, I will say, Purdue, it's not over. They can still win the whole thing. They're not a team of destiny. They were just my favorite. Team of destinies have to be teams we saw, did not see coming. But Purdue won one and then uh, lost one last week. They lost a bad one to Rutgers, I will say. Even yeah, and they win. they were blowing the game against NC State. Uh, down 12 with like six minutes left. And 
somehow, by a miracle of God, they pulled they it out. They came back, took it to overtime, and won by ten. Yeah, so they covered. By the way, yeah, um, somehow, no, they came back. You Noah, how many times do I have to tell you this? Great. They didn't cut. Co- they also didn't cover. The line was like thirteen and a half. Uh, they covered for adjusted parlay for us. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, adjusted parlay. Yeah, they covered. But uh, good teams win. Great teams cover. Uh, adjusted yes. parlay set by Phil. That's it. Yes. That's it. Or yes, set by either of us. Oh shit. Oh. Anything. Oh, we nice. just like wins. I mean, this is factual. Um, I don't think the new rankings are out yet, but I think... Yeah, they, came, they came out. They came out. Oh, Baylor's number one with all 61 votes. No surprise there. Yes. Um, they have not lost yet. Baylor is just an all-around solid team. Good Agreed. offensively, great defensively, and guess what? They haven't slipped up yet. So I, I kind of hate these rankings, though. Uh, I don't think Gonzaga should be ranked ahead of Alabama, who's 8-1 and, and beat them. And Gonzaga has two losses, so I'm kind of confused, but whatever. Against Bama, uh, it's just because Bama was really far down on the list. If you see, they no, they dude, they started the season preseason thirteen. I know, I know, but they were they dropped down because they lost a, a round early. They were down like near twenty. Yeah, at but one my point, point is the they played on neutral court. Alabama has one less loss, and Alabama beat them by seven points, where they led pretty much the whole game. Hey. Hey, I don't make the rankings. You can talk to them. Don't give me attitude, please. I'll give you attitude whenever the frick I want. Why is Villanova still in the top ten with three losses? Um, Villanova just got smacked by Baylor. I'm kind of I'm kind of over Villanova just like being in the top ten when they have three losses. When USC Villanova USC and Iowa State points. are undefeated. Why are they not ahead of them? Points, Phil. I'm mad. I'm mad. Leave me alone. I'm mad. I'm big. I'm big mad as well. But uh, any you see any surprises in there in that top twenty five for you? Yeah, dude, Seton Hall being sixteen is wild. USC uh, up to ten is kind of Seton crazy Hall for me making as well. the you know March Madness or whatever making the tournament isn't wild, but them being sixteen is wild and nine and one. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, they're pretty good this year. Also, Xavier. Oh, Colorado State team of destiny, calling it now. Ten and zero, number twenty three in the land. Who saw that coming? Nobody. Phil, all I got to say is James Conner is single-handedly putting me out of the playoffs. Fuck Chase Edmonds for being a bitch and not playing today. Who gives a fuck, dude? I just named Colorado State Rams, Team of Destiny in basketball. All right, watch them lose their next round. Go fuck yourself, first of all. Second of all, they're not going to lose. This is going to be the Team of Destiny that actually just does it. Confirms Everything I've ever wanted in a team of destiny. I'm calling it. It's over. Season's over. You don't have to watch another basketball game. Colorado State wins the whole thing. All right. Colorado State is going to be your national champion this year. Mark it down, everyone. Mark it down. Uh, Mark the calendar. Whatever it's going to be. What is it? Uh, April or end of March when they actually crown the champion? Yeah. It's usually like first or second week of March. Or I mean of April of April. Um, Michigan State's been playing very well this year. Mm. They started off a little bit rough, but Tom Izzo, of course, got his team right, and they are they're they're firing right now. I will say that this season is very open. There is a lot of teams who can beat a lot of teams, and Noah didn't necessarily think that at the start of the season with uh, Gonzaga. No, I thought I, Gonzaga was going to run the table again. 
But guess what? They already have two losses in 10 games. So I don't think they're running anything other than home with their uh, little tails between their legs because they're bulldogs. Chet Holmgren is going to drop 50 in the championship. Okay, Slenderman can't even fucking shoot. Leave leave him alone. All right. All right. Hop in the NFL to end it. Dude, absolutely. We have plenty to digest in the NFL, so let's go ahead and do it. I'm going to kill myself. Okay, that is not what our listeners need to hear. All right. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Jeez. All I got to say. There's a suicide hotline, guys. Look it up on Google. Noah's. I'm not actually going to do anything, but I hate James Conner. He's talking about fan. He's going to cry because he's actually going to lose this week in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I got gifted. I got gifted a game because my opponent's tight end was out. Uh, he had Higby. And now DeAndre Hopkins got the ball thrown at him twice in the, inside the five-yard line, and both passes got broken up. Okay, Noah, as much as yeah, everybody we'll get, wants to hear we'll you rant about your mediocre we'll fantasy team, I want to talk about something that is true to my heart, okay? What? Let's what is about, that? Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> okay? Because this guy— Dude's high. It, no, well, yeah. Not only do I think he got double high last night at halftime, he got triple high, and then all of a sudden this guy couldn't miss anything. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. Calling it right now, that gets high all the time. And he, I don't know of any other quarterbacks that could do it. I, I know Tom Brady can't. I I know he can't. He. If Tom Brady gets high, he's talking about aliens for two hours. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Aaron Rodgers getting high, throwing dimes to Devontae Adams, and then owning the Bears with the discount double check all night. That's what he's doing. So, I'm just, if, I know Aaron Rodgers might never listen to this podcast. He might think I shit on him. I hope he does. I hope he does. Dude, I, I want him to know I'm not shitting on you, bro. Like, I love you as a quarterback and as a stoner. I'm not shitting on you, bro. <laughs> no, like, you're my homie. All right? Like, don't Aaron Rodgers, think- you are cool. I think you need to find a woman that will stay with you. Maybe stop being an asshole. We will see. Uh, all right. Um, another huge game, by the way, in case anybody couldn't take that from that, the Packers own the Bears again. Um, yeah. Rogers Buccaneers, the Bears. Bills. You don't want to talk what about Buccaneers, Bills? Oh, that was a huge game. That was um, a fantastic game. A, a lot to take from that game. Um, number one, Tom Brady setting the completion record before halftime. Um, so beautiful strike to Mike Evans. He just kind of lobbed that ball up there. Mike Evans just ran into it. It was picture perfect to break a record. I kind of um, want to talk more about how Tom Brady, who has the clutch gene, quote unquote, almost blew a 24 to 3 lead. Um, I think part of that's to do with the fact his defense kind of stopped playing defense and gave up. Okay, so what's the other part? The fact that he only scored three points in the entire second half? Hey, they were running a different offense because they had a big lead. Okay, Um, but if you're Tom Brady and you're 45, you tell your offensive coordinator, you say, hey, buddy, you have a small dick. I have a big dick. Let's run what I want to run so the game's not close at the end. And guess what? When he finally took control of the offense, they ended up winning. Yeah, it should but, not have been that close. You were right about that. They should have just ran up the score. 
Bills do have a good defense. I think maybe they they probably made some halftime adjustments and got everything going. But Edmonds got burnt on that last play. I don't know how else to put it. Rashad Perriman, who's done nothing in his NFL career, how do you let him run 58 yards on a simple slant route? How? I mean, he's fast if we want to go there. He's fast. He's, he's, he's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. But As much as I want to continue to talk about that, uh, I have to I have to give a kind of a big shout out here. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are now six and seven, and out of nowhere, really, are in the hunt for a playoff spot. Are they? They're probably like right outside. They're, yeah, they're like tied with a bunch of teams right outside. I think like there's what in in that conference there is there's five teams five at six teams and at six and seven. So. Yeah, and that's very crazy. Washington's going to fall out. They're not a good team. Minnesota's got a chance. Eagles aren't good either. Oh, my God, dude. You're just shitting on teams. I am. Like, the Falcons have a realistic shot to make the playoffs. Are they good enough for the playoffs? No. But they might make it, sadly. No, I, dude, I would love to see the Falcons in it. You know what would be full circle? The Falcons playing Tom Brady. And maybe they can reverse the 28-3 voodoo. I would love to see that. Love to see it. The only issue is they can't play in the Super Bowl this year. <clears throat> Probably. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they're in the same conference, so that can't happen. Well, maybe we change the rules just to make that happen. Oh, yeah. I'd be fine with changing the rules just to have that happen again. Um, um, wait. Before we go on with the NFL, before I forget, guys, I do want to do one little tidbit in college football real quick. I did not know Sam Houston State Bearcats with a K were the number one seed in FCS until this past week. I want to give them their proper respect. They were the number one seed in FCS, so that's my bad. Um, however, they can go fuck themselves because they lost in the first round. So I'm about to take the fucking K off their name. They're going to be the Bearcats with a C. And um, if Cincinnati beats Alabama, they're officially Bearcats with a K. It's yes, done. and we will we will send in letters to the to the offices. We yep. will send in everything that we can to get that name switch happening. A- absolutely, absolutely. Okay, no, I have a real question for you, and I want to real. I like answer. questions. I like answering questions. Okay, but like, do it in less than thirty seconds. Okay. Are the Chiefs back? Yes, I said this six weeks ago before they were actually back. The Chiefs are back. Okay, I still don't think so. I think they played a really bad Raiders team. Okay, and a really bad Raiders defense. Uh, hey, can, I, can we take can we take a moment of silence here for Demarius Thomas? Oh yeah, Demarius Thomas, uh, former a, former Georgia Tech wide receiver, um, Hall of Famer for Georgia Tech, and also, he gave the Steelers nightmares on his eighty yard touchdown. And former Denver Broncos legend who got paid Manning a ring. R.I.P. Um, very yeah. unfortunate. Let's you, too you know. young, too young. Give him a moment of silence. Yeah. Okay. Rest in peace, big fella. Rest in peace, big dog. He was only thirty three, guys. That's actually insane because I remember it yeah. like yesterday. Him tearing apart secondaries. So yeah. Um, oh hey Phil, we had a the the other thing that we uh, we were asked to cover today: the Dolphins oh, and their dude, run. Huge win streak. Five. They, five in a row. Oh go. They have a huge win streak. They're at five wins. Oh. Five in a row. 
Yeah. Oh, almost I you as, almost as hot as the Patriots, but not quite. Yeah. To be fair, the Dolphins win streak. They have the Ravens mixed in there, but it's the Texans, Jets, Panthers, and Giants. Um, not impressive teams to be playing. They play the Jets again. They can beat the Saints. And then they play the Titans and Patriots to end the year. So okay, I will say the Ravens chances win. Chances they make the playoffs. The Ravens win is impressive it. because the Ravens haven't been blown out by anybody. So that, that's not yeah. fair. That's not fair. I, I will say if we're talking about most overrated teams in the NFL, the Ravens have to be a top. Now, they're top two and they're not two. Okay, but like, look who the Dolphins have left. They have the Jets and Saints. So if they win those two, they go 8-7, right? Which they can definitely do. Yeah. And then they have the Titans without Derrick Henry and the Patriots. If they they could maybe three, steal that Titans game. If they win maybe. three of the last four, they're in. So it doesn't really matter. Yes. Uh, you think if they win three out of four, they're in? Yeah. Trust Yo, me. They're, a, they're a game behind like six different teams. No, but the AFC is a shit show. It really is. It is a shit show. The AFC North champion is going to have six losses probably, maybe seven. The AFC North champion. Which is the Steelers, Ravens, uh, Browns. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. For a second there, I was thinking of a different... Because the oh, yeah. Ravens are in first place with five losses right now. They're going to lose again. Yeah. I could... Every single champion's going to have at least five losses. That's what I'm um, saying, dude. The Dolphins, if they go three wins here, uh, they're going to have every chance to be in the playoffs. Yes. I, I think they have a chance. I think they could sneak in as a seventh seed. Yeah. Um, Phil, that's... That's uh, kind of one of the last questions that I had for you. Who do you think is going to sneak in the playoffs, both in the NFC and AFC, as those last two teams? AFC, uh, Steelers. NFC, give me the Falcons, man. Give me the Falcons. You you want those two teams? Yeah. Do you think the Steelers sneak in as the seventh? Yeah, and I'm picking teams that people don't think are going to be the seventh, right? But I'm also Fair. thinking they, they can make a dark horse run, which I think they can. So there it is. All right. I don't know if it would be sneaking in. I think the Colts win three out of four and they end up making it. That's, They're already that's seven not and six right now. In. That's Jesus. That's a terrible sneak in pick. Well, I mean, to be fair, oh, uh, yeah, they wouldn't be a sneak in. The Steelers are also only half a game. Yeah, but the Steelers, like, would out of have six. to, they, they probably have to win their division to make it. Yeah. Um, my my biggest gamble for the NFC for a team to sneak in and make it, I I like the Eagles. I think their defense has been playing improved, and they have a chance. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, I mean, I think we covered pretty much everything we wanted to cover today. Once again, guys, look at our Instagram, um, sticky underscore sport underscore side. And then our TikTok is Sticky Sports Side, guys. Be on the lookout. We still are doing giveaways for money every weekend. And then on top of that, our TikTok, will we're giving you free money with bets. So get yep. on those. Noah, close us out. Yeah, check us out once again on our Instagram. Um, we do a Sticky Six. You pick the winner over under. Have a chance to win money every single weekend. Just post your uh, picks underneath. Um, and then TikTok, we will be coming out more with some videos Oh, wait, so Noah, 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 Noah. What? I forgot to say, there is a, a scorigami happen this weekend. 48-9, to nine, the Kansas City Chiefs game. First ever time that score has been recorded as a final score. Scorigami. Oh, I love me some scorigami. 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 Oh, All right, close it out We love scorigami. Hey.
Thank you guys again for tuning in on another episode of Sticky Sports Side. Thank you so much. Phil, any last words? I just wanted to thank you guys, and uh, let's ride this gravy train. Let's hop on that gravy train, baby. Yeah.